Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, here, here we are again with Lois Barth. I'm so excited. I'm calling this interview Lois Part Two. Hey. So much fun in the previous interview that we just had to continue and hear more of uh, Lois's great inspiration. And just for those of you that have not seen the, the first interview, Lois Barth is a human development expert, empowerment and leadership speaker, biz and life coach and author of Courage to Sparkle. Fantastic book. I enjoyed it so much. Thank and you. She has done so much with so many people. She's coached over 800 clients and spoken to thousands of people and championed them to accomplish their goals. And today we're going to have a lot of fun discussing yes. shatter your inner and outer glass ceiling. I can't wait to hear about it. So first off, Lois, thank you. Welcome back. It is such a pleasure. I was honored to have a repeat performance with such a fabulous sparkle sister. So thank you, Paula. Thank you. We both sparkle. We're both blonde. And woohoo! Sparkle on. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. And this is a topic that is so near and dear to my heart. So thank you so much for inviting me. On. You are so welcome. Well, tell us, what, what does that mean, shatter your inner and outer glass ceiling? Where, and what, what made you come up with that scenario. That's really fascinating. Oh, thank you. Well, as you know, sparkle is my metaphor. It's also mm -hmm. my obsession. I have a whole bling bling bureau that I mentioned. I could be like in BBA bling bling anonymous. And I love the metaphor of sparkle and the facets. But to me, they talk a lot about shattering the outer glass ceiling and pertaining to women and marginalized populations. And I think that that's awesome and very important that we look at shattering not tapping on them, but shattering them. But we also have to look at shattering our inner glass ceiling. Because as you know, when we feel restrictions from the outer world, often we shrink in order to accommodate those external, whether it's implicit bias or sexism, we become almost compliant with it. And without realizing it, we have our own inner glass ceiling. There's a wonderful study. I don't know if you heard it. Uh, they did a study with bees that they put bees in jars mm -hmm. and, and they trap them in jars for like, I don't know, 30 or 60 days. And they eventually took the cover off and the beer, bee, the bees never left the jar because they assumed the cover was always there. Yeah. So it's sort of what we do as human beings and especially as women, mm -hmm. if we're feeling, ugh, that obstacle, we, we often, shrink in order to accommodate it. So it's really about shattering the inner glass, which is about belief systems, swapping out limiting beliefs for expanded beliefs and pairing it, not chocolate, dark chocolate and wine pairing, although that's really fun too, but pairing beliefs with behaviors. And then the outer glass ceiling, how are we showing up? How are we showing up? And how we're showing up, is it promoting us? Is it supporting us in terms of how we're seeing our expertise, our intelligence, our confidence? and perception and so tools to bring those two together and that's what i call shattering the inner and outer glass ceiling i've been very honored yes there's sirens in the back i live across the street from a hospital in manhattan and i speak on stress Woohoo! can't make that up so that's what you're hearing but it's an urgent topic so it's perfect mm -hmm. so 
shattering your inner and outer glass ceiling. I've been speaking a lot in keynotes. Uh, I just did one in the end of the year for women in trucking to elevate women who are, you know, basically elevate their presence, their seniority, their stature. And I've speaking a lot of, uh, to women in male dominated, whether it's energy or uh, finance or trucking, transportation. And then I also do it in law firms and financial firms and just nonprofits. So it's how do you bring the two of them together? And yeah. that's, you know, my, my feeling is, ha you know, happy, happy wife, happy life. I feel happy women, happy planet. That when women feel fulfilled, then there is a planetary shift happen. When we start to really leverage and enhance the feminine energy and integrate it with the masculine, that's when the planet will start shifting. And we're seeing it already. So I'm very excited, very excited about my topic. And, you know, I, I have to share being a female entrepreneur, I mean, there really is a difference out there in the business world. Having been a, a restaurant manager and then I bought it and owned it, I was, my restaurant for seven years. And it was like when I, the years I managed it, it was like everything was fine. And then after I purchased it and I became this female owner, it was like vendors and and different people the business worked with, it was like, you're the owner? I mean, it it really amazed me. Staggering. So, yeah, it, it was something. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I had a conversation at the group I was speaking to, the female, the feminine principal, uh, she was a CEO, female, and she had her underling with her, who was male, and it was a potential buyer and they kept uh, it was a lead and they kept addressing the male instead of her. And finally, the male said, excuse me, you should be really talking to, let's call her Sheila. Sheila owns the company. I work for Sheila. Please, from now on, direct your questions to Sheila in a nice way, mm -hmm. but firm and friendly. Yeah. But there's that bias that if there's the man in the room, he owns it. And we need to shift that bias. And that's where the outer glass ceiling comes. So you know it firsthand. Yes. 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 And, and there's a lot to do there. And, and so you're, you're helping with uh, giving tools that, that can be used in doing that? Absolutely. I call it mindset meets methodology. You can't, unless you shift your mindset, as you know, nothing will change. But once you have a mindset shift, you also need methodology. So the inner glass ceiling is really about, first of all, how, how are we unwittingly um, ascribing to the good girl club without realizing it? So one of the exercises that I do with women is to say, Stream of consciousness. Good girls do, good girls don't. So when I say good girls do, what's the first thing that comes up for you, Paula? Good girls do what? Do what they're told. Do what they're do told. What's expected. Do yes. what's expected. Follow the rules. Yes. Yes. Right. And and good girls don't. What comes up for you? Oh. Uh, stand out. Take charge. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Exactly. And, and what's insidious is we're buying into those things. And yet some of the good girl messages, uh, good girls are respectful. Um, 
there's times that being respect being respectful is a very good trait. So that's the insidiousness. Some of the messaging really helps you and is positive, and some of the messaging is totally detrimental. So it's really identifying what's your good girl story. When did you start buying into the good girl club? So mine was very, um, very apparent. It was a defining moment in my life. I, I was one of those see something, say something, quick with the quips type of little kids, little girls. My mom would always say, ah, you're you low, you're five going on 50, right? I was one of those, uh, what do they call it, precocious, quick. And most of the time it was met with a lot of accolades and a lot of atta girls. But one day I must have spoken out a term. I don't even remember what I was saying, but my dad, who was a very quiet man, lovely, wise, kind, I just adored him as I did my mom, he, he took issue with what I said. Now my father has yelled three times my entire childhood and it sounds like this. Hey, yep, that's it. Hey, and it was the first time in my life that he said, hey, hey, directly to me. He looked at me and said, girlfriend, you're getting a little strong. <gasps> it was the worst word he could have said. He could have said obnoxious, loud, domineering. It would not have affected. It's not a triggering word for me. Yeah. But I immediately conflated strong with being um, pushy, mm -hmm. out of line, controlling, too much. And in that moment, I made up a story, Paula, right? We make up stories. I made the story up that I was too much and too intense. And my my natural essence, my, my joy, my smart, my power was going to make men uncomfortable, especially those I love, respected, and by the way, relied on. My father was role model, I relied on him. And I started to what I call beige myself out. And all of a sudden, I wasn't so quick. Or if I said a quip, I would second guess, ooh, maybe that annoyed someone. And it was that process of identifying. I've had executive coaching clients who were phenomenally successful. Their story was about maybe they, they celebrated an accomplishment. I had a client, we'll call her Erica. She was so excited about a spelling bee that she won. She was like, I won, I won, I'm the best. Usually she's sort of shy and she met her mother at the front door and her mother said, Erica, congratulations on winning. But remember... Nice girls don't brag, and boys don't like girls who brag, and especially those who win. She went underground. And so her story was, if she's doing a good enough job, they'll notice. Well, guess what? They won't notice because your boss gets three to 400 emails a day, and that's before noon. So you're going to have to advocate for yourself. So we, we all, without realizing, have bought into the good girl. Yeah. And I've had clients who go, oh, I don't buy that. I was a rebel from day one. And I said, but... A rebel, in a way, is the other side of the good, good girl coin. You're, not, you're being reactive. You're not necessarily owning what's right for you. So it's, it's really all part of that. So the first part of your inner glass ceiling is to really look at what beliefs you're holding. How have you bought into the good girl club? And how do you become a recovering good girl instead of a chronic good girl? People pleasing, people what I call displeasing, because when you people please, you really resent the people. Nobody people pleases without resenting the person. So that's the first thing is where are you in the good girl club? Where have you internalized it? And what is the negative limiting either or message you're carrying for me? It was I'm too much slash not enough. My energy, my joie de vivre, my intelligence, my power is going to make people uncomfortable. That was a limiting belief I had. 
that I really believe. So you shift to an expanded belief. And now I'm sort of a little bit like Popeye. I am who I am. <laughs> and I'll meet my tribe. And there are going to be some people who are going to be wildly uncomfortable with my bigger than life energy. And too bad. I mean, I, I adjust my tone to people, right? When you speak to a thousand people versus 30 people, you have to know your audience, but that's not the same as imploding. So to really create an expanded belief that I, mine was something like I own my power, my passion and my purpose and people celebrate who I am, especially men. And the more I believe that, the less I, I often will have men compliment me, say, gosh, I love how direct you are. I never have to question what's on your mind. You just tell me. It's a relief. I don't have to be a psychic mind reader. So it's really shifting that. And then it's really about pairing it with a behavior. So for me, I used to apologize a lot. And I'd say, I'm not sure this is making sense, but, and then I'd speak my truth. So my behavior is duct tape on the mouth, breathe the uncomfortable feelings of expressing my truth. Ohm, let it land. And I'll get what I get. And people are allowed to be uncomfortable and I'm allowed to be who myself, who I am. So that that's the first, and I've worked with literally over 800 clients, close to a thousand clients and a lot of women of being willing to tolerate, to become deliciously uncomfortable in service of what makes them sparkle. And, and really the first goal is to really identify what would shattering your inner glass ceiling look like? Would it be, being assertive? Would it be setting boundaries? Would it be trusting yourself more? Would it be celebrating all aspects of yourself? Looking at what that is, not needing to apologize. So that's that's the inner glass ceiling. So I don't know, I, I see some wheels turning there, Paula. Any thoughts? I welcome them. You're making me think. <laughs> I can tell. Oh, I love it. It's about shifting that paradigm internally. Because yeah. when we change people around us, we're not doing it to change people, but when we shift, people around us start shifting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They feel it. Yes, they feel that shift. So one of my loicism, which stands for lessons, opportunities, insights, and solutions, is wherever you go, there you are, planet Moa. <laughs> so you bring your yourself wherever you go but when you shift and people around you really start to shift and um, because they know they know what you will and won't tolerate and um, yes I, I a long time ago decades ago I got into a fight with my boyfriend at the time and he he said to me you're you're just not a kind-hearted person and I burst into laughter and I said call me the b-word <laughs> call me controlling but I know I have a good heart and so it was like, you know, and he was like, you're right. That wasn't a good one. I should have tried to do something you really are. So, you know, it's we shift. And so the next step is really about the external glass ceiling. How are we showing up? How are we communicating? Are we using words like qualifiers? Oh, sorry, excuse me. I hope you don't mind if I interrupt. I, I, I think... You know, don't quote me, but, or that wonderful word caveat. Well, it's just a caveat. These are all words that women are notorious for using. And it's sending a message that, you know, and it's looking at your voice. 
Is it an upward inflection? I think the client meeting went really well. Does that send a message? You're asking them for approval as opposed to, I think the client meeting went really well. It's affirmative. And it's really common sense, but uncommonly practiced. It's things that we, I think they're called verbal ticks that we use. And then, and then the last piece is to really look at how we're triggered. What are our personal triggers that cause us to lose our words and our language? And there's an exercise on my website on how to deal with that, how to deal with triggers that we lose our language. It's biochemistry. It's not a moral injunction against your intelligence or your expertise. You know the fight-flight system. You know that from Reiki. I'm sure many people come to you and they have trauma and PTSD. Yes. And it's, it's, it's how our nervous system is wired. So it's about looking at how can you take down the fight-flight mechanism so you get your words back, you can set those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And then how do you strategically advocate for yourself and other women? You know, it, I've, I've worked with people, people of all walks of life, but what really saddens me, Paula, is when women throw under, other women under the bus. It just it breaks my heart. So to just not, not do that. If all women did was to just, you know, I mean, I have a, a kind of a poignant story about that. If I can share it, please, please. Love. I was in, I was in the OBGYN office using, wearing my gown. I love when they call it a medical gown. I'm like, oh, where's my stilettos? Where's my tiara? The gala. You know, we're all wearing that horrible, you know, schmata little one piece and they call it a gown. Anyway, we're there and, uh, and Sheryl Sandberg's, uh, Sandberg's book just came out, which was Lean In. And this woman was totally trashing her. She was like, oh, we work hard enough as women. She's telling us to work harder. And she's this. And she comes from such upper class. And I had just read the book. I took copious notes. I love the book. I thought she was incredibly brave. She could have stayed in her cushy little Facebook job, which she still is, but she didn't have to advocate. And I said to the woman very quietly, because I didn't want to shame her. I said, did you read the book? And she said, uh, and she kept going on it, and she just kept, and then furthermore, and I said, did you read the book? And she said, and furthermore, and I just said, stop. Did you read the book? And she turned pale, Paula. And she said, no, I, I read a lot of reviews. And I said, please don't do that. Please don't do that. This is a courageous woman who took a risk. And thank God in America, a day at a time, we still have a right to our opinion and we have a voice. You're allowed to disagree, but do it in an informed way. Read a book, read the darn book. And she said, I said, reviews are out of context. You're hearing it from people's slants. And I said, everything you said was wildly inaccurate. She came from heavy duty middle class, all of her, all of her schooling at Yale, scholarships, she took a huge act of courage to tell women, you know, it's okay to disagree. So I think that's such an important, I know it's kind of leaving us on a more heavy note, but, but just if all we did was when a woman gossips with another woman say, you know what, I'm really uncomfortable with gossip and she seems really nice to me. And I know that's sometimes how we bond with women or we feel like there's scarcity at the top so we can't help another woman because there's only room for one or two. Well, let's, let's open up 
that glass ceiling. Let's know that there's room for all of us. I, I just, yes. I just spoke support it. Support each other. Yes. Yeah, support each other. Exactly. It. Be each other's support bra, you know, yes. <laughs> lift, but don't separate, you know, bring exactly. us together. And so I just feel so passionate that to really strategically advocate for ourselves, you know, throw your hat in the ring. If your man interrupted, interrupt the interrupter graciously. I'm not done yet. Thanks. You know, be, you can be gracious and assertive, but please support other women. That's how we get to move it. We see it now. We see it happening. So those are my I am inner and outer glass ceiling tips and tools and strategies. And I'm very excited about it. Oh, I love it. I am right there with you. Support mm -hmm. each other, you know, let go of the competition. I tell that yes. to my students, we're not in competition as practice practitioners. We support oh. each other. You know, Absolutely. we just yeah, this beautiful modality. We share the, the inspiration and the positive energy. Yeah, so true. That goes in everything space. we do. Yeah. We create more space on the top. Yes. That's yeah. how we do it by saying, there's only two of us on the top. We got to get 10 of us. How are we going to do it? So yeah, that's such an important thing. And that's why I love supporting really um, smart, successful people and especially women and, and their definition, not other people's definition of smart and successful. How do you get to the next level personally and professionally so that you can have the courage to sparkle, create a life that lights you up and shatter both inner and outer glass ceiling and help other women to do it. And, and when we do that, we're not only helping our sisters, but we're helping men. You know, when one group is marginalized, everybody's marginalized. Yes. So yes. I really that believe has, that. That helps everyone. Oh Absolutely. gosh, I love it. Love it, Lois. Well, please take a moment to share with everyone how they can get your book. Or oh, sure. You about your coaching, or you know, find Absolutely. out about your events. You are just so awesome. Oh, thank you, Dawn. Well, awesome back to you. You're thank awesome. You. Yay us. Yay us. <laughs> That's my favorite mantra. Yay us. So my website is www.loisbarth.com. And uh, my email is lois at loisbarth.com. And two things I'd love to offer to share the sparkle and in appreciation for being invited on your wonderful show is one, if you can tell me what's shattering your inner and outer glass ceiling, it could be a sentence just in the subject line, go shattering my inner and outer glass ceiling means, and then in that body, um, to my email, I'm going to be doing a raffle and whichever one I pick gets a free book with uh, a thank you card and of course my book signed and also if you're looking in your life how do I how do I get to the next level whether it's personally or professionally how do I show up in my life with my one-of-a-kind gem and shatter the inner and outer glass ceiling I'd like to offer a coaching which is basically a coaching special which is send me a hashtag email and in the hashtag, choices finding your joy, hashtag, and we will have a conversation. We will talk, or in New York, we will talk 15, 20 minutes, no pressure. And if you choose to start coaching, you will get 25% off for the first coaching session in my appreciation. And of course, if there are organizations that you really feel passionate about helping the women shatter their inner and outer glass ceiling, 
Let me know. That's what I love doing. it. With yeah. a few minutes left, Lois. Yes, please. Share something that our audience can think about today from this moment. What am I going to do different today? Give give us a first step. What what do you want to leave them with? I love that. I I would really get, um, I would leave it with, I believe in thoughts, beliefs, and actions. So when a thought comes up, a belief or an action, just ask yourself, is this helping me to shatter my inner and outer glass ceiling? And if the answer comes out, not so much, then let it go. And let it go. And your body will also know, as women, we have this incredible mechanism because what, what lights us up, we feel it, we feel it. So that's what I'd say when you're really at a precipice and you don't know where belief comes in, does this thought, belief, and action support me in shattering my inner glass ceiling? There's no wrong or right. There's what helps me shatter it and what keeps me stuck. Yeah. So th those, are the, those are the gems I'll leave you well with. Oh, I love that, I love that. Be because our our thoughts are so powerful, aren't they? And I love they are that. so powerful. You know, I can let that go. That's not what I ch choose to focus on today. Right. And create another thought. Exactly. Does that does that support me to shatter it, or does it keep me stuck? Yeah. And then it's not. I love the word productive. Does it produce the results I want in my life? Or does it keep me stuck? Or does it produce results I don't want in my life? Because either way, you're producing results every day, hundreds yeah. of them a day. Yes, it's going to happen. So <laughs> what are you going to produce? And isn't that just so exciting, Lois, that we have that we ability to say we do. the direction I'm going to go with my thoughts? Absolutely. Really There's cool. so much power in it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, it's so empowering. And, and people often confuse blame with responsibility. Blame is very much shame and keeps you stuck. But responsibility is like, wow, I get to choose. I have power over this. They're so, it's so, it's, it's like a, a, a double espresso without the caffeine crash. It's, it energizes you. Yes, yes. yes. It, you know, it excites us. And really, I believe it sparks our creativity. Totally. And moving forward, I mean, it's just, it really is something to celebrate. It certainly is. It, it certainly is. is. Oh, yeah. Well, Lois, oh, happy sparkling to you today. Yes, you too. Happy sparkling day to you too. Happy sparkling. Let's just all sparkle today. This is our sparkle today, and it's, there's going to be many more. Life is short, life is precious, sparkle now. I love it, I love it. Thank you so much, Lois. Everyone Thank you. Love, hugs, and blessings. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Big hugs. <laughs> sparkle hug. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.